Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. Well, it didn't take the crazy liberal media in the United States to go crazy after their Thanksgiving holiday, maybe a few days off. Got them thinking about all kinds of weird stuff they can do when they get back in action. And Monday was that day, as we have several instances of libs gone wild at outlets purporting to be professionals in journalism somehow. And the lead of all this, of course, is something you've now seen that everybody was talking and buzzing about on Monday. And that is a story from Deadspin of a young Chiefs fan at the Raiders game in Las Vegas on Sunday wearing a Native American headdress and a completely dishonest photo of the kid from the right side where his face was painted black. And it said, look at this racist kid in blackface wearing Native American garb. This is insulting. It's the NFL's fault, Deadspin said. They said, quote, if the NFL had outlawed the chop, unquote, years ago, we wouldn't be dealing with this sort of thing. And that there needs to be a more aggressive action in changing the team's name by the NFL. So they're all over the Chiefs, not recognizing, and it won't matter. Someday the Chiefs will change their name. It's coming. Okay, It doesn't matter that the Chiefs are named after H. Roe Bartle, whose nickname was the Chief. Uh, it doesn't matter that the president is the chief executive. You know, none of these other things matter. They don't. Uh, or the commander-in-chief and the, the people who run companies are chief executives. No, none of those things matter. Right? They're coming after the Chiefs because they don't like it. They mostly hate football. They mostly hate the people in the stands. You saw the reaction that Donald Trump got in South Carolina on Saturday. 80,000 people in a stadium, most of them cheering Donald Trump. As he walked in and walked out on the field, nobody in America does that. They hate football on the left. They hate it because they hate the people in the stands. And they know who we are and what we believe in. So they're coming after the Chiefs. They're using a little boy who was at a Chiefs game. And I don't know what the kid's story was. Hell, there might be a chance that he's part Native American. He's got to be at least as Native American as Elizabeth Warren. She claimed for 20 years she was Native American. She claimed on a bar entrance exam to become a lawyer that she was Native American. She has since publicly apologized for lying about that for 20 years. And I don't see Deadspin writing about that. No, let's find a little kid at a football game. Let's take a screenshot from CBS that shows the side of his face being all black in the Native American garb. Forget the fact that the black on his face matched his undershirt under his Travis Kelsey jersey, which was all black. He had an arrowhead necklace around his neck uh, hanging down, and it was an all-black arrowhead. Like, this was black and red coordinated. For whatever reason, the kid was all dressed up in black and red. But Deadspin won't stop. They just go and go and go and say, we're really worried about where this is going to go and how bad this is going to be in the United States, and, well, this is just so terrible. And then pictures are found of the kid online and social media where we see his entire face and half his face was totally red. It wasn't blackface. There was nothing racist about this. You think that kid is racist? You think that kid knows when he goes to see his favorite team and likes to do the chop and is wearing a glorious headdress with beautiful feathers in it? And again, he might be part Native American. Has anybody ever thought about that? Because guess what we have in this country? Millions and millions and millions of people who have some Native American in them. By now. Yes, we do. 
Yes, we do. Elizabeth Warren has 0.000.1% or something, right? So everybody may have a little something. It doesn't matter. It's stupidity. And Deadspin has just been annihilated by most people on this. And I'm talking about like rational people, not necessarily conservative media outlets. Or There were plenty of conservative comments on Twitter and different social media spaces. But I'm just talking about regular folks like, what? kind of story is this? Using a little boy at a football game to try to make some larger statement about how rotten America is and how racist we are. It's just embarrassing to watch the media in this country perform day after day is completely and utterly embarrassing. I got an email from John. He's a man I worked with uh, when I was working at Mod Pathology during my exiled time, my non-compete time where I couldn't work in media. He's a great guy, a tremendous family man, just awesome. And he sent me a headline. This is something we talked about a, about a year ago or so, but the star just keeps doing it. The Kansas City Star, he goes, how do they do this? The Kansas City Star was writing a story about an incident that occurred at Shawnee Mission East High School. And it says, white student shouted slur and injured black classmate. White student is not capitalized, black classmate is capitalized in the headline. Again, the Kansas City Star just outwardly chooses to capitalize the word black, but not white. I mean, you can just see it right there in the headline. And that was sort of his point. The story's an interesting one to follow because we're seeing violence at schools all over the place. And these are angry teenagers. And angry teenagers have always fought. They have always fought. Maybe it's escalating or maybe... We just see more of it now because of social media and so many videos from people's cameras. I don't know. I don't know that you know any high school is ever really safe because kids like to push and shove and argue and the hormones are going crazy and, and teenagers are mean to each other. And that's always been the case. But this story is getting a lot of play in Kansas City because a white student shouted a slur and injured a black classmate. Okay, so here's what happened on the story. A black girl and apparently a white girl are arguing. They're having a little tiff. We've seen this. You've seen videos of this before, right? And the skin color doesn't matter. I'm just telling you because that's the basis of the star story here. Otherwise, it wouldn't matter. A couple of girls are getting into a girl fight. They're calling each other names. They don't like each other. You can imagine what they're calling each other. You bitch, you slut, you blah, 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 blah. Right, the whole thing, right? So the black girl apparently starts to walk away, but then she turns back and shouts some expletives back and says, you better not be looking at me that way or saying things. You better come say it to my face. She's now challenging the other girl to come get her. When a bystander, a male, steps in and says, that's enough. Shut the F up. Like both of you, shut the F up. This is over. He's the peacemaker. Well, that doesn't work. With the black girl, she apparently aggressively goes after this white guy who was stopping this thing. He shouts a slur. They get into a shoving match. There's no defending it. He shouldn't be shoving a girl, but he did. And I guess he injured her in some way. He got suspended. And now the whole school's freaked out that there's white on black crime happening in their school. And white students, well, not white students, students walked out on Monday. They had a walkout. And they literally said, quote, we don't feel safe. Okay, these are the richest kids in any public school in our city. This is Shawnee Mission freaking East, okay? This is like Mission Hills. 
And it's as liberal as it gets. There is no, even in like Shawnee Mission schools, there's no more liberal school than Shawnee Mission East. And so the star plays this story up. And one of the things, one of the taxes they do is they like to brag that they got a video of the whole thing, but they don't post it on their website. Oh, no, no, you can't see the video. The star got to see the video. They said, we saw a video and, you know, we saw this thing. We heard a racial slur shouted on the video. But then when they describe the altercation of what happened, they don't say what they saw in the video. They say, according to students, a girl was walking away, taunting back when a white kid stepped in and shouted a a slur or whatever. And they kept using the phrase, students who were there say, and then they say this happened. And a student says, this happened. Well, okay, you have the video. Post it. Put the video up. You, you, this isn't even, like, I'm, I, I fancy myself pretty good at ciphering these things. You don't have to be good at this. If you're looking at the star's website and they say they have a video and it's not posted, the first thing you go is, where the hell's the video? I want to see it. I want to judge for myself. Well, clearly, clearly this does not play out very well for this black girl or this video would be posted. And the star would be saying, this is what we saw. But they don't do that. They say students saw this. And everything that students said is leftist students making the white kid out to be some sort of a horrific racist, whatever. He got suspended. He should be suspended. You know, did he try to do a noble thing? I can't say that. I haven't seen the video. I don't know if he tried to do a noble thing. I don't know if he's a dick. It could be a whole bunch of different things here. What I do know is high school kids fight, and they usually don't walk around and fight each other based on skin color. It has to do with personalities or flirting with one girl's boyfriend or something you said in class about, you know, I'm fat or my hair's stupid or something like that. If they called this girl a bitch or a slut, would they? Is that a hate? Is that a race crime? Is that a hate crime? I don't know. But I just watched eight dudes get charged in Las Vegas, black dudes, for beating up a white guy at a Vegas high school and killing him. Clearly targeting him because he was white. We saw this. In Raleigh, North Carolina yesterday, we had a murder at a high school, a stabbing. It was a melee. It was a brawl. And some kids had knives. And they're not identifying the reasons why on this one. And they're not saying. And it'll get very little play. You know why? Because it doesn't fit some stupid narrative that is absolutely so baseless in this country, it's embarrassing. The lowest violent crime factor in the United States, broken down by race as percentages, the lowest crime factor in America is white on black crime. It is the lowest of all. The highest factor is black on white crime, followed by black on black crime. It's And the statistics are there. They don't lie. Everyone knows them, and they just keep pushing this stuff. Again, I don't know what happened to Shawnee Mission East. This kid may be a, a total loser that hollered some slur or got in there, but it, there, there is something that sounds real that maybe he stepped in and tried to break something up before two girls got in a fight. Maybe he was just looking for a fight. I don't know. We don't know. The star won't show the video. Apparently they have it, but they're not going to show it. 
It's not on their website. And then they make it sound like this is too sensitive. It too, this is too dangerous and scary for America for any of our readers to possibly be able to process what they're seeing here with a shoving match between a white boy and a black girl after two girls got into a girl fight at high school, which happens all the time. Have you seen the videos in the casinos of the girl fights? Have you seen the ball game videos? There's all kinds of girl fights at ball games. Seen these at football games? The girl fights. How about street gatherings? Yes, there's girl fights. They happen everywhere. I'm not gonna sit here and judge and try to say whether these you know, they're generally young people. That's not judging. That's just a fact. It's usually not old girl fights. It's usually young girl fights. It's crazy. It happens everywhere. This is a non-story at Shawnee Mission East. They suspended the kid. It's over. And it's an absolute joke to give coverage to a bunch of, what, what did Rush Limbaugh used to say? Skulls full of mush. Walking out, staging a walkout at Shawnee Mission East because, quote, we don't feel safe, end quote, at Shawnee Mission East because of this. Really? How would you have felt if you were the white kid in Las Vegas that eight black kids killed at school in a pack attack? <laughs> oh, no, we didn't see that in the star. It wasn't even in there. No, 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 no. We don't tell that story. No. It's just so disingenuous, folks. And it's across the board. It's everywhere. On Monday, Sports Illustrated is called out by another publication for generating AI articles with fake writers that artificial intelligence has assigned names and faces to. They just made people up. They made up the writers. They published the stories. It's all right there. Sports Illustrated has something called SI Union, which I've never even heard of, but it's a group in New York. It's the editorial staff of Sports Illustrated. They're trying to protect 60 years of famed sports journalism by unionizing. Well, I think we know where they want to take the publication when they do this, and they're in New York, and so they've done this, and they come out and say, they try to defend it. In their letter of defending what happened, they say, it didn't occur. We've checked with Advonics or something that these things were popping up on our site, and we didn't do it, and whatever. So they said, it didn't happen. And then in the same letter, public release, press release, the same press release, they say, well, it was a third party to blame here. Well, it either happened or it didn't. They say it didn't happen, but then they say a third party's to blame. So they couldn't even, they're so stupid, they couldn't even defend whether or not it happened or not. But there were AI articles and there were fake writers on Sports Illustrated site. Now they're blaming a third party. And to be snarky and leftist and say, well, we're leftists, nobody's going to come after us. We can do whatever the hell we want. How do you think the editorial staff of Sports Illustrated signed their press release? Not with their names. They didn't individually sign their names on there. They didn't publish their names. The editorial staff of Sports Illustrated on their press release, blaming a third party for something they say didn't happen, <laughs> signed it, quote, the humans of SI union, unquote. So we're not just the humans of SI. We're the SI union. Got to get that in there completely and utterly disingenuous on all counts at every level. In a moment, I'll explain how this is costing some media companies 
billions of dollars. KKHI is brought to you by The New Car Image, online at thenewcarimage.com. Had a nice chat with Brad Nicholson yesterday. And this is, he's, he's back on the podcast for the month of December. This is one of the best Christmas presents you can give. They do gift cards at The New Car Image. This is detailing. Guys, you want to make your wife happy? Get her the gift card for the new car image. You can detail her car anytime after Christmas. If you want to do the ceramic coating, this is unbelievable. The entire month of December, anybody who signs up for a full interior is going to get the ceramic coating absolutely free. That is a $300 to $500 value. It is even warranted for a year. It's such a great coating on the exterior of your car. Again, this is three to 500 bucks in your pocket if you book a full interior this month with a new car image. Now, you don't have to do it now. You can wait until March or April when the weather's nicer. If you do the ceramic coating now, it will need to go in the shop for a day in either Belton or Lawrence where their shops are because they got to have it climate controlled. They can't, if it's too cold, they can't do it. But either way, you can do gift cards here for as little as 75 bucks. They have a quick detail at the new car image for 75 bucks, which really cleans your car up nice. Or what I recommend is Brad's obsession. And Brad is obsessed with a clean car. I'm just going to tell you right now. Known this dude for years now. He is absolutely obsessed with the cleanest and neatest cars. Brad's obsession on a typical vehicle is 275 bucks. It is one of the best gifts you can give this holiday season. You cannot believe what he will do for your car, how it will look. And now they'll do the exterior and add that right in. TheNewCarImage.com, 816-499-1470. That's 816-499-1470. Gift cards, or go ahead and get it all fixed up right now. TheNewCarImage.com. Later today, I'm headed out to B-Stock with my buddy Cato. Can't say what he's looking for or getting because I think he's birthday and Christmas shopping. His boy's birthday is in December, so they got all kinds of things to get for him. But man, they've got it going right now at bstock.net. LG 50-inch NanoCell LCD 4K Smart TV, $299 for a 50-inch. Factory sealed iPads, brand new. Perfect Christmas gift, $299. Factory sealed iPads, $299. You will not find them anywhere at that price. Samsung 85-inch overstocked, $899. That's half price. They believe, um, I got the email from them yesterday, they believe that their best deal right now, this what they call stupid cheap, is a 70-inch Vizio 4K TV for just $399. A 70-inch for $399. They also have appliances, price drops on everything. Go jump on it, bstock.net or 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe. They're open until 5. Ticketsforless.com. No fees ever. Uh, Kansas UConn coming up Friday night at the Fieldhouse. You want to see the defending national champs against the Kansas Jayhawks, who could be the next national champs? High-level college basketball. Ticketsforless.com. Your promo code is always KKHI. Call 913-685-3322 and speak with somebody right here in Kansas City, your own personal concierge for anything. Whether it's a concert that's been announced for next year, they'll sign you up. They've got all the great seats for Arrowhead Stadium the rest of the way, including comfortable, warm, club-level seats. Yeah. Ticketsforless.com, promo code KKHI at ticketsforless.com. Okay, here's how all this dishonesty in the media is costing the media money. And when I say, yeah, I think you guys probably remember this. If you'd listen to this podcast long enough, I used to tell you two or three years ago, I'm 
pretty good at understanding the media and how dishonest they are and how it works and their tricky little games and all that. But you know what? I think everybody gets it now. I think everybody sees it and everybody gets it. And we figured out for ourselves and for sure people on the right. Now, people that vote left maybe just don't pay enough attention. I personally think they're lower information voters. I don't think they pay attention to things, that their principles don't matter, that when somebody is disingenuous as Deadspin or the Kansas City Star or Sports Illustrated with the fake news stories that I just chronicled for you today, when those pop up, they either don't notice or don't care. So there's a lot of that on the left. But a lot of people like us do notice, and we see this stuff everywhere. That's why the Kansas City Star doesn't really have an office anymore. That's why their building is sitting empty and they're maybe going to turn it into a ballpark. But nothing quite like the Disney Corporation, which is big into news and influence. Let's just call it that. They own ABC News. They own ESPN. They own a whole bunch of stuff. They also have turned Disney over the last decade or more into a propaganda machine to teach your young ones how to be a liberal. All of their entertainment is geared toward young people indoctrinating them to liberalism. That's what it has become at Disney. Walt Disney is rolling over in his grave. It's not what we do in this country. Just entertain the kiddos and leave the politics out of it. But America's figured it out. Disney's in a bad way. Their last three movies lost a billion dollars. They're all three woke. And their latest one, I forget what the new one coming out is, They've postponed it until sometime next year. They're like, nope, this one's going to flop now too. Is it the Snow White thing? Was it Snow White that they don't have the, they don't have dwarves? Snow White, the seven dwarves, they don't have the dwarves. They've, they've got a band of, you know, LGBTQ, different religion, different countries, different skin colors. They've got everything in the, the seven helpers. And I think they recognize, and then the, the person who's playing, Snow White has made all kinds of crazy leftist comments before. I, did this come out or did it not come out? Is that the one that's delayed? They've pushed it back because they're like, we got a crap show on our hands here because everybody knows this is a liberal piece of garbage and it's going to flop. But where you really find out is not when they postpone a movie. It's when they say what they have to say by law. And in their annual report to the Securities and Exchange Commission, in Disney's own corporate report this year. This was found out by Jonathan Turley and reported at Fox News. This is great stuff. Turley's into law. You know, he's a lawyer and all. It's a great read. But here's what they wrote in their own annual report to shareholders and executives. Now, keep in mind, the shareholders hate this. Executives love it because you're working at Disney. You're cashing in. You're seen within the corporation as a fast riser. You may go from Disney to... Paramount or Apple and get a bigger job for more money because you're seen as this beacon of hope and and uh, truth and just a divine individual that cares so much for all others because you're just you're teaching these kids what they need to know. You're doing you're doing the great work here of the one world order. And so for executives, if we're asking the question, why does this happen if they're losing money? Personally, for executives, it benefits their careers to do this, okay? But shareholders hate it. In the SEC annual report, Disney writes to its shareholders and executives, quote, we face risks relating to misalignment 
with public consumer tastes and preferences for entertainment, travel, and consumer products. Now, that's fancy wordsmithing right there. That's what that is. What they're saying in the annual report is, we're losing a lot of money here because we're getting this wrong. We're putting stuff out there people don't want. I'm a simpleton. Disney wrote in its own annual report, we're, lo- we're hemorrhaging money right here on these movies because we're putting out crap that nobody wants to see. That's what they're saying. Nobody wants to watch our movies. Nobody wants to travel to our theme park now. And nobody wants to buy our consumer products because it's not the world they live in. Again, we face risks relating to misalignment with public and consumer tastes. Yeah, you face risks. You put out a bunch of smut that people don't want to see and they darn sure don't want their kids to see and they're running from you. And they've run from Disney. And your last three movies combined have lost a billion dollars because they're misaligned with the public. Put something good out there. Don't make it political. Don't go overtly gay and have gay kissing scenes in movies for kids. They don't need to see it as kids. They don't. If you want to make more money, Disney, make more movies where there's a mom and a dad that love each other and kids that are at home. Don't care what color they are or any of that stuff. Traditional family households is the overwhelming majority of all of us. And the second you start to break that up, I'm not even talking about race here. The second you start to break that up, families will not watch. When I had, my kids were at home, we sought out entertainment for the kids. We wanted to watch things that looked like the way we live. And again, it didn't have to be Christian. Okay, and it didn't have to be white people. But the way of life, you know, we weren't interested in sitting down and watching a movie about how people live in Kenya, for example. Not, not so much. We'd watch The Lion King, which was all animals in Africa, and enjoy it because why? Because there was a mom and a dad and a child, and that's what it was all about. And every kid anywhere could relate to that. There was also life and death. There was good and evil. It was there. It was there, but it wasn't pushing one side, one country, one thing over another. We watch these things. We know what they are. Kids can tell. Families know how to sort these things out. My favorite, maybe my favorite movie of all time, but certainly my favorite movie with my kids of all time, and this isn't close. This isn't even close. My favorite of all time was Toy Story. There's nothing in it. There's one maybe harmless kiss where Woody and the, the princess or whatever, they have a kiss or something or one little weird little, but it was, it was harmless and that, that's it. You just can't do it better than Toy Story. You can't. That movie's going to stand the test of time. You can't do it any better. Every kid loved it and every parent loved it because it was their toys. There was a slinky in there for crying out loud. My kids didn't have slinkies or etch-a-sketches or Mr. Potato Head, but there they were in the movie. And now the kids could see them along with, Things that they did love. Like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, we got a spaceman here. We didn't play with spacemen as kids. We had Slinkies. It was just a great movie. And that's when Disney and Pixar and all of them were just on top of their game. They knew what they were doing. And now, Snow White and No Dwarves and Seven 
God, I hate to say it because I haven't seen the movie. This wouldn't be fair, but it, but it sounds like Snow White and the Seven Freaks. It's kind of what it sounds like. No, thanks. Disney reports. <laughs> I love this, by the way. I just, I just think it's great. In their annual report, we face risks relating to misalignment with public and consumer tastes. Yeah, think. Do you think? On to sports, brought to you by the Blue Mountain Hotel in Manhattan. The Blue Mountain Hotel and Goolsby's Restaurant and Indoor Entertainment Center are ready for you this holiday season. If you're traveling around or spending some time around the holidays, around family, or doing business in the Manhattan area, it's Manhattan's top hotel. Town is booming. You may have plans there this winter, or maybe you're heading over for a basketball game or something of that nature. Maybe it's a December graduation in Manhattan. Stay the night. BlueMontHotel.com. It's a great business hotel as well. Many people who travel throughout the state rely on the Blue Mountain Hotel to be their home away from home. It is new, modern, comfortable, convenient. It is right where it needs to be. They've got everything you could possibly want. The BlueMontHotel.com, online at BlueMontHotel.com. The Finch Knife Company, I haven't checked with Spencer, okay? On Friday, they released their Nightmare Before Christmas series. There are only 30 of these. And I, I should have checked before today if they're sold out yet. There's only 30 of them. They're collectibles. They're each numbered one through 30. And you can get one. They're Jake Skellington, uh, Jack Skellington, sorry, from A Nightmare Before Christmas, laser engraved on the blade, hand-dyed handles in carmine red. They're only available on the website, finchknifeco.com. There are 30 of these, and that's it. What an unbelievable Christmas gift if they're left. If they're still there. If not... There's dozens of other series of Finch pocket knives. You're going to love them. This is a great holiday gift. You've got somebody that will really appreciate a Finch pocket knife this holiday season. Finchknifeco.com. And Window World, simply the best for less. The official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. Winter is a great time. A lot of people don't think about this. Winter is a great time to do your windows. They just wait till there's a forecast of a day that's going to be like 50 degrees. It's better than summer, and here's why. When they start taking windows out and putting them in in the summer, it's harder to cool your house down in short order on a hot summer day. And your house sometimes can get bugs in there because they're taking the windows out. I've heard people say a wasp will fly in. They know that would freak me out. Well, guess what? You take a couple windows out right now. They put in new ones and no bugs flying in. Nothing like that. It's good. Window World works all winter long. They also do unbelievable work with siding, mostly on older houses. They do some great siding that'll save you a whole bunch of money. They're great for rental properties. They also have all kinds of cool doors, sliding doors, storm doors, and screen doors. Window World is simply the best for less. They're online at windowskansascity.com, but it doesn't matter where you live in the Midwest, they will come to you. 816-799-0820 for John Gillette and his team at Window World, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, anywhere, Lake of the Ozarks, Springfield. They got you covered. Just call them and they'll come to you. 816-799-0820. Window world, simply the best for less. In fact, if you need new windows, I mean, for years we've looked at great things, Jessica and I. Hey, what can we get ourselves for Christmas that we kind of need around here? I don't know when we started doing that. I think you get older and you start doing that. That's one of the great things about the holidays. It's not like, hey, buy me a $500 gift card for an airline so I can go somewhere cool and blow this money or get me a fancy bottle of wine. No, we've gotten to where, what do we need around here? I mean, it doesn't sound very sexy, but like if the she made mashed potatoes in a crock pot for Thanksgiving, they're really good that way. And, you know, if our crock pot croaked, I think crock pot would be on the list. That would be okay. That would be okay. 
Windows, certainly the same thing, man. If you need something done with your house, there's never a better time to do that than around the holidays. On to sports, and we saw something really strange in college football. You know that I don't like the transfer portal. You know that I don't like NIL. You know that I don't like the way college sports is changing, but I'm living with it. I'm dealing with it. Change is inevitable. I'm watching the games on the field. They're still entertaining. I I mean, my, my emails and my phone blew up yesterday. What the hell is happening at Kansas State? Okay, they gave up all those points on Saturday night and lost. Their season ended with a thud. I said last week heading into that game, I see no motivation in this game for K-State. None. Once they had lost on Friday, once Texas won and Oklahoma won, it was over. K-State was not playing for the title game. That game didn't mean anything. I don't care if it was senior night or whatever. I don't care. I'm like, this is bad. This is set up as a giant letdown for K-State the way the scheduling came out, and they played like it, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But you couple with how poorly they played, especially on the defensive side of the ball, with, oh my God, what are what's happening? Why are all these quarterbacks leaving K-State? They're not related. Here's the problem Kansas State had down the stretch. The problem with having your quarterback of the future and everybody knows he's better than every other quarterback on the roster, the problem with having that is every other quarterback is going to leave. On Monday, three quarterbacks at Kansas State entered the transfer portal. There is nobody left. I don't know who plays. If Avery Johnson gets hurt in the bowl game, like he's taken over. It's his program now. They've seen it all. They've seen it for 11 months on the practice field. He's better than anybody they've ever had. He's better than all of them. Will Howard is great. Will Howard transferred out yesterday and went into the portal and he may go pro, but he's in the portal. He'll probably agree to go to a school first. Immediately at on three, which is this portal service, became the number one player in the transfer portal. Number one, with an NIL value for one year of $536,000. And I'm getting texts and emails, why is Will Howard leaving? I'm like, because he's not going to play next year. He is not good enough to start at K-State anymore. Avery Johnson is there and he's taking over. And everybody knows it. And Will Howard didn't do anything wrong. Hell, the guy won a big 12 title. He was terrific Saturday night. He loves Kansas State. He'd love nothing more than if Avery Johnson never came there and he had one more year left at K-State. But that isn't how it works now, is it? Avery Johnson is better. The astonishing part is Chris Kleiman, for some reason the last few games, stopped putting Avery Johnson on the field for a few plays a game, which I don't understand. I personally would have put him 25 yards back at safety Saturday night and said, Avery, you're the best athlete on the field. If somebody breaks away from our linebackers who can't tackle, Go knock him out of bounds, will you? Probably would have won the game. But I'm just a simpleton. Look, three quarterbacks in the transfer portal, and one of them, Jake Rubley, his dad played in the NFL, was a big-time recruit at K-State. I mean, they were just flush with talent. These guys are going to start elsewhere, but they're not going to start over Avery Johnson. So I, I can't even tell you the name. There's one guy left on the roster that apparently, if Avery gets hurt in the bowl game, would play. They've got a Big-time recruit coming in as a freshman, which is perfect. He's from Colorado. He just broke Christian McCaffrey's touchdown record in Colorado as a quarterback. And he's coming in, and it'll be the freshman next year and the backup. And presumably, if you can, redshirt him. And then Avery Johnson, I think the plan, if they think Avery Johnson is what they think he is, he played this year, he'll play two more, and then he'll go pro. And then the freshman that's coming in will take over then. That's how you build it. You cannot keep quarterbacks anymore in college football. This is nothing unique at K-State. 
This is the best problem to have. You can say a lot of bad things about K-State this year. They botched a lot of crap with their defense, especially in the secondary. They botched a lot of stuff and should have been way better than eight and four. They blew it. They blew a bunch of stuff. They did. Kansas State, this was a disappointing year. Disappointing. Coming off a Big 12 title and a quarterback as experienced and good as Will Howard, this was a disappointment. But what happened with their quarterbacks on Monday is the ultimate compliment. You got a stud. You got a horse. That the other three quarterbacks are like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I can't stay here. We know where this is going. Avery Johnson scored five touchdowns in a game against Texas Tech. Not some non-con. Five touchdowns in a game. And then they reiterated, Chris Kleiman did, he's not really ready to take over yet as the starting quarterback. Will Howard, this is your team. And part of the deal is, Will, go out there and rack it up. We're going to play you a lot, get your stats. It's going to help you make even more in the transfer portal or give you a better chance to go pro. We're not going to bench you. We're not going to sit here and split time. You put your four years in here and you've done everything we could possibly ask and you're getting rewarded for it. Now, an upset K-State fan may say, Kleiman put Will Howard above the program. And maybe he did in some ways. But you know what? If that's Chris Kleiman's flaw, that he is loyal to someone who's been loyal to him, that's a hell of a great flaw. That's the kind of person you want to be friends with, Chris Kleiman, if that's what he was doing. And it looks like that's what he was doing. Loves his players. He's loyal to him. I, I can't imagine being in a better spot than having a quarterback that, you, that is 19, just turned 19, that, that already played a little bit his freshman year, scored five touchdowns in a game, completed almost 70% of his passes, didn't throw an interception. All right, there, there, it wasn't a large body of work, but the body that was out there is pretty freaking cool. And the other three quarterbacks going, yeah, there's no path forward for me here. He knows the playbook now, and there's no path forward. I think the bowl game for Kansas State just became one of the more interesting bowl games because it really now is a look at next year. They're going to they're gonna have a whole lot of players out. There's a whole bunch of seniors and, and players going into the portal, as every school deals with. But seeing what Avery Johnson does in this game, I think will be very interesting. He's going to get three good weeks of practice as the quarterback one. That's pretty cool. We'll see. No, definitely not a bad story in Manhattan. Did Patrick Mahomes get Marcus Peters fired? Did Patrick Mahomes end Marcus Peters' career? The former Chiefs draft pick, who was pretty much a train wreck here, because of his personality and fighting with coaches and walking off the field and doing all the stupid things he did. Had a nice long career. 33 interceptions, seven pick sixes. Marcus Peters was a good player for a long time. He got scorched and torched on Sunday by Patrick Mahomes. It was ugly. And the Raiders cut him. They waved him. You're gone. Now, maybe somebody needs some depth at corner and they pick him up and say, hey, you know, we need you for five snaps a game, 10 snaps a game or something like that. He's not really a clubhouse guy or a locker room guy, so I don't know maybe he's going to pick him up for that reason. But if this holds and nobody picks Marcus Peters up, his career is over, and Patrick Mahomes got him fired. I think there is, well, irony would be the word a lot of people would use. I'd call it poetry, I think. A failed first-round draft choice in Kansas City because it didn't work out with the greatest first-round draft choice in Kansas City history intertwined at the end of his career, and it's over. Seven pick sixes is really good. Does that put into focus how great Deron Bland has been this year? You got six this year? Setting an NFL record? Marcus Peters, seven in his career, 
Deron Bland to the Cowboys has six this year. That's crazy. That that really nobody's talking about this. That that has got to be the craziest stat I've ever heard. I I would have bet everything I had that at no point in the rest of my life would any NFL player have six pick sixes in a season. He's still got eight games left. He's got the playoffs. Oh man, that's nuts. That is nuts. But the guy with the Bears last night missed another pick six. Two weeks in a row, he's had one right in his hands. That's part of the problem is only about half of them get converted. We see these plays. It's usually linebackers dropping them. You're like, oh, God, that linebacker had that little screen pass, but he just couldn't hang on to it, could he? But the corners do it too. There are a lot of pick sixes laying out there on the ground that just didn't happen because the person didn't catch the ball. But Deron Bland catches them all. And Marcus Peters was really good at at what he was. He was never a team player. Marcus Peters was good at going off script, getting outside the defense, doing his own thing, and taking chances. He was the ultimate risk taker, and it paid off. And He made a lot of money and had a long career. And maybe somebody picks him up here at the end of the season, maybe not. It was a rough go if you were playing football for Nichols State over the weekend. They were in the playoffs, the lower-level playoffs. And they were playing in Illinois. They're from Louisiana. They were playing in southern Illinois somewhere. And they lost 35 nothing, and that was bad. And it was cold. And then I think some snow kind of came maybe. No, I don't know if the snow got there or not. But then they get to the airport and find out. Remember, the NCAA is responsible for the playoffs in this level of football. The NCAA does all the travel accommodations. Airlines, hotels, buses, transit, they handle it all. Nickel State is claiming the NCAA completely mishandled this, and they're solely responsible for 20 hours at the airport with 150 people in the Nickel State football program, players, coaches, staff, support. After losing 35-0, they were at the airport for 20 hours. Apparently, some local football team heard about it and brought them some food and water and stuff because this is a tiny little airport that didn't really have services. They were basically stranded at a tiny airport with nothing. Their flight became 4.30 the next day. Now, again, I've seen people book flights and been online where you can get tricked and you just book it and you go, okay, we'll take this next flight out. And it's the next day and you just don't look at the small print and it says layover time, you know, 19 hours, 45 minutes because you're flying the next day. Those exist. I don't know if that's what the NCAA booked or whether there was a problem with the plane, but if that was the case, it wouldn't be the NCAA's fault. I don't know exactly what happened here. The stories that I read were not perfectly clear, but there seems to be no mincing any words. Everybody's convinced the NCAA botched this and the travel arrangements for Nickel State. And they spent 20 hours in an airport because the NCAA absolutely botched it. Our final final of the day is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is having the holiday sale of all holiday sales. $29 towel sets, $19 sheet sets. They also have comforters, duvets, covers for the comforters. Huge sale on blankets, sheets, bedding, robes, slippers, pillows. Anything you can think of this winter, if you're getting ready to switch over from your cooler summer comforter to a warmer winter one, they've got those at MyPillow.com. Everything is on sale. Many things are half price. It's all the same promo code. This is the maximum promo code, no matter where you see it. If you see it advertised on TV or hear it on the radio, 
the maximum promo code, you cannot beat this code, is KKHI. KKHI for anything. Maybe you're ready for a mattress topper. Maybe it's getting a little lumpy. You can get a couple, three more years out of your mattress by putting a topper on it. MyPillow.com, promo code KKHI. I still get emails all the time. What's the promo code? Try KKHI with any of our sponsors, please. KKHI, that stands for Kevin Keatsman has issues. KKHI is your promo code across the board, really with all of our sponsors. And if that doesn't work, we put all the sponsors in one place for you this holiday season, many of whom are not ever on the podcast at thekklist.com. It, you have to have T-H-E in there, thekklist.com. If you want your business this holiday season to be featured on the KK List, go to the KK List and click on Join the List. And it sets up an email that you'll send right to Jessica and we can get you on the list. Thekklist.com, thekklist.com. Think of it as our family, our podcast family here together, where anybody who owns a business that wants to be out there and, and uh, be part of this, I'll put you on there. I don't talk about it enough. I, don't, I, I should be talking about the KK list more often because it's just a tremendous resource for conservatives and sports fans. TheKKList.com. Go check it out. Jocelyn's Jewelry's on the KK list. They're also at 95th and Antioch. They're great. It's the holidays. Jewelry, little bitty boxes, put them up on the tree. I love it when you go to Jocelyn's and they wrap it for you and it looks so gorgeous. Big gift wrap. Of course they do. People don't do that anymore. Amazon. <laughs> something's showing up at my door. Go on into Jocelyn's, let them wrap it up for you. And when you go home, put it up on a tree branch. Don't put it under the tree. Put it up on a tree branch. That little thing from Jocelyn's in a small box up on a tree branch is going to get her looking for weeks. She'll be staring at that thing. She's going to know it's jewelry, but she's not going to know what it is. Jocelyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, the jewelry you'll recommend to your friends and family. Our final final is the Portly little man from CNN who used to do the media critic show. Okay, the, okay, his job was to be a media critic. And now he's wrote, written a book called Network of Lies, which is just a total trashing of Fox News. So if you're a media critic, that's fine, but you're supposed to be fair to everyone. And I occasionally will point out people on the left who write good stories and things that they've done. I do. And I, and I occasionally will tell you about people on the right who are getting it wrong and they go overboard. Happy to do that. Not Brian Stelter. He lost his job from CNN when they had their layoffs because they're liberal news, which isn't good for business or corporation. There's no money in it. He wrote this book. He spent a couple of years writing it. Network of Lies about Fox News. It sold 4,000 copies in the first week. Oh. He's been on a book tour. He's on all the television shows, all the liberal shows promoting his book. Read this smut book about Fox News and how bad Fox News is. So it isn't about Brian Stelter. It's not like, hey, I'm Brian Stelter. Come buy my book. I've written something that is just the reddest of red meat for every liberal everywhere. This book just crushes Fox News. And they still aren't buying it. Network of Lies, 4,000 copies. Brian Stelter. Our final final today at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. 
presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 